0: The Powers on Sports podcast is brought to you by Titan Home Lending, Print and Marketing Solutions, and Star Alvarado. Enjoy the podcast. Larry Bird's not walking through that door. We're talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We're talking about practice. It's my team. It's my quarterback. A kick. It is. Goal, goal, goal. To be the man, you gotta beat the man. but two-one swung right Here the This is the Powers on Sports podcast. All right, welcome in Powers on Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Jason, down in Tampa. Appreciate you finding us on your podcast platform. If you've not already done so, hit that subscribe button to the podcast. That way you'll get each and every uh, episode of the Powers on Sports Podcast dropped right to your phone each week in your podcast platform, whether it's Google, uh, Spotify, Apple, whatever it is, Stitcher. We appreciate you finding us on the podcast uh we are in early getting getting about the middle of July we're during the all-star week break here a pretty slow sports week on the field but there's plenty of news off the field that we're going to get into on this episode no guests this week um i'm going we're going to talk i'm going to talk about some of the news headlines of the week we're going to take a little break and then i'm going to come back and i'm going to talk about the northwestern Hazing scandal, as well as the uh, saga that's going on at West Virginia with one Bob Huggins and his alleged resignation that wasn't a resignation that maybe still is a resignation. So, we're going to get into those topics. Uh, plenty of good stuff uh, to talk about this week. Again, a lot of stuff off the court. We're going to talk a little, uh, MLB All Star Game, a little trade deadline here is we have this little little dead week here for MLB, which will be getting kicked off again on Friday, which Friday of this week they'll they'll be back off the All Star break. Trade deadline is August first. We got about a couple two and a half weeks to go on that. You will see some moves here in the next probably ten days or so. Again, the big question around the league is what will happen to Shohei Otani? Will he get traded? Will the Angels not trade him? Who could be int- interested in potentially trading for him? Some teams are starting to emerge as possible suitors. If the Angels decide to trade him, I think if you know he's not resigning, I think you do have to trade him. But we'll get into that here in just a little bit. So, um, just a couple programming notes. Uh, reminder: uh, I I am uh, will be hosting a couple of more podcasts as we get into the football season. I'll be uh, hosting the No Quarter Given podcast, which is kind of a Tampa Bay Buccaneers centric podcast with my uh, co-host Peter Blake down here in the Tampa Bay area so that'll be starting up here real soon as training camp gets going in the NFL first of August or so I'm also going to be hosting the uh, college football coast to coast part of the coast to coast podcast network the Florida football insiders where I'll be kind of focusing on all the things in the state of Florida relative to college football so that'll be coming back here in the fall as well so lots of opportunity to to uh, hear some good good content i also co-host a radio show on wednesdays called the press box you can find our all of our episodes uh pressboxradio.com it's an online radio show got stations all throughout the southeast uh georgia alabama tennessee mississippi a little bit in uh so if you're involved in the radio business and you're looking for a great little uh show we our show typically runs 8 to 10 a.m monday through friday mornings eastern time i I'm a part of the broadcast on Wednesdays with with host Mike Grace. He does a great job getting guests, big-time guests from all over the country. We talk a lot of college football, a lot of SEC, uh, news of the day kind of stuff. So it's a really good uh, radio show there. So if you're looking for some good sports radio in the morning, check us out, pressboxradio.com. So, again, lots of stuff going on. Let's get to uh, – first things first, let's get to Victor is He made his debut – uh, last week in summer league got in Vegas he played two games first game was not real good uh, second game he played much better and of course in, in pure Greg Popovich San Antonio Spurs mode they shut him down after two games so he played his last game on Sunday had I think at 27 points 12 rebounds uh, good good second game didn't play very well in the first game scoring wise he, he did some good things on the court blocked some shots things like that but you know, game two was much better than game one. So that's the end of uh, Wembenyana in the summer leagues. So we won't see him again until the NBA season gets going. Uh, LeBron James made the made the proclamation that we all knew that he was coming back at the ESPY awards. Like we didn't know he was coming back. So that was pretty, you know, I didn't like how he did that uh, at the ESPY the way he did it. Like there was any chance in hell that he wasn't coming back. But LeBron James confirms he will be back in the uh, NBA for another year. Again, Lakers did a good job in the offseason, fortifying their team, re-signing some guys, bringing in some other guys. <clears throat> um, Still waiting on news of Damian Lillard, James Harden saga, where they, those guys are going to end up uh as we progress through the summer. That probably will, will, will drag on here for a little bit Um and such. So that's kind of your NBA news and notes, some NFL stuff um jets have been selected for hard knocks you're going to see them on hbo here coming up here real soon remember they start their training camp in the next week or so because they're they're part of the hall of fame game i believe so they're going to be playing that first game so you're going to be we're going to be seeing a lot of rogers and sala and all these guys quinn and williams for the jets just signed his a new big extension the defensive tackle um so he just signed a huge new extension for the jets look for the jets to restructure Rogers' contract here because he's got a humongous hundred million dollar cap hit or something next year. So they're going to reach rest- they'll restructure his deal. I'm sure to get him extended out and make the salary cap a little bit less uh, other things. Saquon Barkley's talking about if he doesn't get us uh, a franchise deal done by Monday, which is the Monday, the 17th, which is the deadline for all um, franchise tag guys to sign a new long-term contract. He might hold out that dude ain't holding out nothing. He ain't foregoing six, $700,000 a week. If he doesn't get a new deal, he's not doing that. I know he's talking like he's going to sit out games. No way in hell Saquon Barkley is sitting out games and foregoing $600,000, especially in a depressed running back market where you're not going to get humongous paydays like some of these other positions. So that ain't happening. He can say all the bluster he wants. We'll see if the Giants and he can get a deal done by Monday the 17th. But if they don't, um, he doesn't have to report to training camp and he probably won't. Uh, but he will not be sitting out games. You can book that as well. How about the huge story coming out of uh, ESPN, Don Van Natta, the huge uh, Snyder and John Gruden and Goodell story about the emails being leaked relative to John Gruden being fired by the Raiders. Um, very interesting read. If you want to get on ESPN.com, Don Van Natta about the, again, the the whole, how the whole Snyder emails and how that led to the demise of Snyder with the, with the commanders having to sell the team, you know, talking about the, all the inner intertwining, the, the, the uh, contentiousness between uh, Goodell and Gruden, they apparently they couldn't stand each other. Gruden obviously had some very harsh comments off the record about Goodell some very rough comments about De- Demoris Smith, who's the head of the who was the head of the Players Association at the time, who's just left that job. So uh, Gruden suing the NFL. For those of you that don't know, Gruden is is back here in Tampa. From all indications, uh, suing the NFL. Ah, uh, big time for 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 defamation because again, he's the only guy that's getting hammered by all these emails. And apparently, there was hundreds of thousands of emails by lots of different people, and he's the only guy that that kind of have any any repercussions. So, from that perspective, I can I can understand Gruden's position. Excuse me, of suing the NFL. Nobody else got in trouble. No other executives, coaches, owners, nothing. Only Gruden lost his job. He did get most of his money from the Raiders that they owed him. Uh, but he's suing the NFL and it, it's going to get ugly before before it gets pretty. Um so check out that article espn.com about the whole demise of the uh, the of the Commanders and the inside the Gruden uh, email scandal <laughs> as well. So other big you know, only other couple signings of note that we're still waiting on where will um Dalvin Cook go? Where will DeAndre Hopkins go? Who knows if they'll sign in training camp. They'll probably at some point sign mid training camp I would I would guess. Those guys are veterans. They don't want to have to go through all the training camp, so it wouldn't shock me if they sign after probably the first preseason game somewhere mid-August to give them two and a half, three weeks to get ready for the regular season. So um, those are your news and notes from the NFL uh, as well. Um, MLB All-Star Game was in Seattle on Tuesday night. Awesome home run comp- uh, Monday night home run derby between uh, ended up between Rosa Reina and Vlad Guerrero Jr., Guerrero Jr. beats of Rosaray in the finals. Julio Rodriguez, forty-one home runs in the first round. The Seattle guy, so that was good to see for the Seattle crowd. Um, but yeah, the, the 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 game itself, pretty good game. Three-two final. Uh, National League breaks the streak of eleven straight years of losing in the All-Star Game. Um, hideous uniforms, by the way, both sides. Terrible. I don't know what MLB's thinking horrendous uniform you have to put the the team's logo either whether it's a dark uniform or a light uniform you have to put the guy's logo what team he's on and all that stuff but it's just a bad look by the by, by by MLB with the uniforms for the for the players uh I don't know what again that's probably a pure money grab I'm sure by Nike whoever was paying however much they paid for the uniforms to be what they were but terrible look by MLB with the uniforms uh National League wins three 2 eighth inning game winning homer by uh I believe it was Eliash, uh, Gonzalez, I guess, I think he's the catcher for Diaz. He's the catcher for the Colorado Rockies, um, hits a two run homer in the ninth, uh, or in the eighth, excuse me. And the nationally goes on to win three, two for the first time in 11 years, um, which will lead into the, you know, the, the second half of the season with the last 70 games or so for most, everybody will start on this weekend, Friday, you got the Rays, you got Baltimore, you got uh, the NL Central winner. i mean, sorry, the AL Central leader. That's going to be a hodgepodge. And then out west, you got the Rangers and Houston are, are battling it out. What will Anaheim do with Otani? I uh, it's my contention they need to trade him. They're probably unless they make a run here in the next two weeks to get within a couple of because I think they're five games out of the third wild card. Remember Trout's going to be out for another six weeks or so, broken hand. Rendon's hurt. You know Otani. We don't know when he's going to pitch again. He's he's okay to hit, but he's had a finger issue, so we'll see when he pitches again. But if you're but if you're the Angels in another eight or ten days, and you're six seven games out, and you haven't made him move, you have to trade Otani. You cannot let him walk for nothing. All indications say he's not going to re-sign with the Angels. You have to get a haul for him, and there are teams out there will give a haul couple teams to be on the lookout for, the Yankees, and I'm going to tell you right now, the Tampa Bay Rays. The Rays have the minor league talent. They have the depth in their minor league system to do it. They have a guy or two on their major league roster they could give up. It's going to be a pure two-month rental, but if you're Stu Sternberg in Tampa, you want a new stadium, you think you've got a great – this is the best team they've ever had from top to bottom, first time they've ever led the AL East at the All-Star break. This is your chance to go for it if you're Stu Sternberg. You want to win over the the community in Tampa, you go for it. You go make a trade for Otani. You go win a World Series, and you'll have a new stadium by Christmas. That deal will get done quickly if you go win the World Series with Shohei Otani. Uh, Show in the community that you're willing to go for it and spend some money. Uh, The the return on your investment will be tremendous at at the gates. You will have huge crowds at the TROP the last two months of the year with Otani. Um, You will then fortify your roster even more so. You'll keep them away from the Yankees potentially, who's another team that's probably going to make a run at Otani at the trade deadline. The team I would, if I'm the Angels, you cannot trade Otani to the Dodgers. You cannot do that in the regular season. If he walks and goes and signs with them in the offseason, nothing you can do about that but you cannot trade him to the team 20 miles down the street in LA to the Dodgers. And then the Dodgers go on a big run in the playoffs and you're sitting there holding the bag. If you're the angels, I know they, the Dodgers probably have some good players, prospects to give, but you cannot from a PR perspective, trade Otani to the Dodgers. If you're Artie Moreno trade him East East to Tampa Bay, maybe even a team like Texas, maybe the Yankees. Um, but you cannot trade him to the Dodgers. But again, I think a dark horse in this race is, is going to be Shohei Ohtani to Tampa Bay because I think they got players, they got the wherewithal, and they've got a winning team, and Stu Sternberg's got some motivation to, to put a championship-level team on the field come September, and they got a chance to do that with Shohei Ohtani. The other part of this trade deadline is going to be interesting, who's going to be the first team to strike and go get somebody, whether it's Giolito, the St. Louis Cardinal guys, the, the Cubs trade Stroman. You know, do the Mets unload players? What do they do? Do they go for it? Do they unload guys? What do the Padres do? Things like that will be very interesting. And what teams like the Reds, like maybe Cleveland, does Bieber get traded? Um, what which team makes the first big move? Who goes and gets Giolito? Who goes and gets a guy like Lance Lynn? Who go gets a who go get goes and gets a batter, a hitter? Um, but again, who's going to make the first move before the trade deadline. I'm not talking about two or three days. I'm talking about the next week. Who's going to be the first team to make a move and say, we're going for it. Um, again, I think Tampa Bay could be in the Otani sweepstakes. Um, if they decide to trade him. if they don't, if the angels don't trade him and get nothing for him, for him and he walks, you deserve what you get. Um, Artie Moreno and the Angels. remember Bryce Harper left the nationals and they got nothing. They didn't let that happen with Juan Soto. They got a haul for Juan Soto, and they can get a haul for Shohei Ohtani. You can probably get three big time minor league prospects and at least one major league guy ready to play now. Maybe even two uh, if you're if you want to trade Ohtani. I think that's what the Angels should do. Uh, they should make make him one more huge offer before the deadline. If he declines it, then you got to trade him. You can't let the guy walk out the door for nothing. An, an all time great. Is having an unbelievable MVP type season. I know it'll hurt you at the, at the box office the last two months of the season at the gates, but you can't, you can't let the guy walk out the, your team's not winning. They're going to stop coming when your team is way out of it, out in Anaheim, make a move Tampa Bay, go get Shohei Otani. but it's going to be, I think it's going to be Yankees and Rays are going to be the two teams most in the, in the hit hunt for Shohei Otani. So um, there's your baseball. Uh, a couple soccer notes and I'll give you some Wimbledon notes. First of all, Wimbledon. Let's do Wimbledon. Women's final is set for Saturday. Owns Jabor came back and beat Savalenka on Thursday. Tremendous match. Jabor was in deep, deep trouble in the second set. She made an unbelievable comeback in the second set, wins it in three sets over Sabalenka. She's going to be playing Vondreseva, who's the first unseated player in 60-plus years since Billie Jean King, women-wise, to make it to the Wimbledon finals, an unseated woman. Her and Jabor in the final on Saturday. And then Sunday, we'll see what happens in the semifinals on Friday. You could have a potential Alcaraz-Djokovic final on on sunday morning breakfast at wimbledon which would be tremendous for tv hopefully maybe we'll get that you got i think it's joker and sinner and then alcaraz is playing uh i don't have it right in front of me but you might have an alcaraz joker final remember joker's going for the grand slam he's halfway there if he wins this wimbledon he'll be going to new york city to to complete the grand slam how how awesome would that be if that was a, a possibility but hopefully we get an Alcaraz-Djokovic final on Sunday in, in Wimbledon. That would be, be pretty pretty cool. So last thing before we take a break, take a little commercial break, and then we'll get to the uh, Northwestern and West Virginia uh, drama is Messi is, has arrived in Miami. He is in, in Miami. You're probably going to see him play in the next 10, 12 days, somewhere around mid, mid to late July. Miami's got a couple of home games coming up. Inter Miami FC. Definitely check out if you want all things messy. Go to see my guy's podcast and his online content at the Heron Outlet. My guy Ian Hess down in Miami covers Inter Miami FC. All great things. All the things you need to know about Messi. Go to the Heron Outlet for all things messy. You'll probably see a big press conference here in the next couple of days. Um, also, Christian Pulisic has has been transferred to AC Milan, going to Italy from Chelsea. So that's a good move for him. He'll get some opportunity to play. I think more than he was going to play at Chelsea and the gold cup final is on Sunday in Los Angeles. You got Mexico and Panama, Panama knocking out the United States in penalty kicks in the semifinals, Mexico beating Jamaica uh, on uh, midweek here, but leading to the final on Sunday. So disappointing for the U not the U S is not in the final against Panama but it's Panama Mexico in the final of L in LA on Sunday night of the gold cup. So that's your soccer headlines. Appreciate you finding us again. You can find me on Twitter at JPO sports on Twitter. I'd love to hear some feedback. Um, remember, tell your friends about the podcast. We talk all things, whatever's going on, man, we're, we talk, whatever's going on news of the day on the, on this podcast, this week's headlines. We, we hit NFL hockey, whatever it is, baseball, Uh, free agency stuff, soccer. We talk Wimbledon, whatever's going on in the week of is what we talk about here on the powers on sports podcast. Got a good guest for you next week, Annie Sabo. She's a media member out of Cincinnati. We're going to be talking about the Reds, her career, her her father was an MLB player and her husband is a PGA tour player. So we're going to get into all those great things with Annie Sabo uh, next week on the podcast as well. So you'll, you'll enjoy that. So we'll be right back in just a minute or a couple minutes as we're going to talk Northwestern hazing scandal and Bob Huggins uh, DUI coaching situation at West Virginia. So we'll be back in just a minute or so, but before we get to those things, I want to give you a couple of words from our sponsors, Titan Home Lending. If you are in the market for a new home in anywhere in the state of Florida, Titan Home Lendings can get you finance if you're looking for financing for a, uh, again, FHA, conventional VA, if you've been following the news, the housing market is an uh, interesting housing market going on right now. Interest rates are rising a little bit. So if you're in the market and can afford to, and you're looking to buy, don't keep waiting because the, the rates might, you know, we who knows what the rates are going to do, but the odds of them going down dramatically are not great. So I would suggest if you want to get approved, if you're looking for a house, second home, investment property, townhouse, condo, act. You are in a position to act, act, get out looking because get financed. You don't want to be looking for a house without a pre-approval. Reach out to Titan Home Lending. You can reach out to me, 205-790-1404. We can get you financed and approved in one day. Doesn't take very long to do. Need a few documents from you to figure out how much house you can afford. You don't want to be shopping for a house that you can't afford. So uh, reach out to me again, Anywhere in the state of Florida, Key West, Orlando, Pensacola, Jacksonville, Tampa, Orlando, Miami, anywhere in between, you can that you want to buy a home, buy a piece of property. Uh, you can also refinance. You know, if you're going through a, a marital situation, uh, you can refinance your home if you need to get one of your one of you one of the spouses off the mortgage and all that kind of good stuff. So reach out to me, Titan Home Lending, Jason Powers, 205-790-1404. want to give a shout out to my, our realtor partner, Star Alvarado. She's your realtor anywhere in the Tampa Bay area. If you need help selling or buying a home, reach out to Star Alvarado, 813-538-9572. She does a great job. She can sell your house. She can help you on the house hunt uh, as well. Her and I are partners. We, we, we work together. Um, on some things, on some opportunities So you will get a great realtor if you're looking for a realtor anywhere in the Tampa Bay Area, Tampa, St. Pete, Clearwater, Pasco County, Polk County, all in between. You can reach out to Star Alvarado, 813-538-9572. Last and not least, we want to reach give a shout out to our guy Todd Tedesco. He owns print and marketing solutions. It's a print and uh, it's a print print services company here in Tampa in Tampa everything from road signs to anything, signs, banners, things you might need for a corporate outing, for your business, signage for your business, color, you know, brochures, all of those kind of things. Uh, my guy, Todd Tedesco, 813-498-2887. He can fit, fit all of your printing, printing needs, corporate needs. Again, he does a ton of corporate stuff. He does golf events. He does, you know, Banquets, all those kind of things. So reach out to my guy Todd Tedesco and tell him the Powers on Sports podcast sent you. So again, if, if you have an interest in sponsoring the podcast as well, reach out to me as well, 205-790-1404 or on Twitter at JPO Sports. We'll make it very worthwhile for you and your company. The the, the podcast is, is is worldwide. We have lots of listeners all over the southeast, state of Florida, Tampa all over the country. So if you sell, if you, if you sell products all over the country, if you're an online business, we'd love to help you. I've got many outlets that I can broadcast your um, your company and advertise for you. Got my my YouTube channel, Jason Powers Sports Channel, just went over a thousand subscribers. So there's a lot of traffic and content there. All the video interviews that you that you hear on the on the podcast go up there as well so you can see it all. So definitely reach out to me if you have any interest in sponsoring, being a sponsor of the podcast will definitely make it worth your while to do that. So again, appreciate you finding us. Let's get back to the podcast and let's get to the hazing scandal at Northwestern, which eventually led to the demise of Pat Fitzgerald, the longtime head coach at Northwestern. The guy that's been there built that program was a player there back in the nineties when they went to the Rose bowl miracle run to the Rose bowl back in the nineties with Fitzgerald and Gary Barnett, Fitzgerald's been the coach there, I think 15, 16 years, something like that. You know, there was a, um, investigation that happened earlier in the year. Um, there were some hazing allegations. Northwestern hired a, uh, a firm to do an investigation they did a four or five month investigation. They presented their results to Northwestern and Northwestern in a shady, I didn't, I didn't like how they handled this at all issued Fitzgerald a two week suspension at kind of the quietest two weeks of the year, which I didn't like that one bit. If you're going to suspend the guy, you got to have a little teeth into the suspension and suspending a football coach in the middle of July does nothing. These guys, this is the quietest time of the year for them from a recruiting perspective, no practicing. It was just like a slap on the wrist. Kudos to the Northwestern university student newspaper. They really dug deep into this And they found some former players that were willing to talk about the record, about stuff that was happening, to confirm allegations, to give details. And this story really blew up when the Northwestern student newspaper, again, if you're the university, you have a tremendous journalism program. You had to know the student newspaper was going to dive into this matter immensely, even more as, as much or more so than the law firm did to find out the real details of what was going on. They found some details. They got some allegations. The reports on both sides acknowledged that there was some hazing going on, but the, deni- the the deniability was by Fitzgerald that he knew nothing about it. His staff knew nothing about it. I find that very hard to believe from a guy that played college football, I like I did, for not one assistant coach, not one equipment manager, not one trainer, not one support staff member, To know, to hear rumblings, to hear people talking, to hear guys talking after practice in the locker room, in the hallways about stuff that was going on, I find that very hard to believe. Again, Fitzgerald taking the plausible deniability, oh, I didn't know, I I didn't know. Somebody on that coaching staff knew. Coaches, support staff, trainers, equipment guys, and it was their job to tell Fitzgerald. And if they didn't do it, shame on them. Again, the investigation was over a numerous years. So again, different assistant coaches came in and out of there. I get it, um, but somebody in that football coaching staff knew, and I know these the way these coaching staffs meet, whether it's four or five times a week, staff meetings. Somebody sh- should would have should have said something to Fitzgerald. He should have known. Again, whether he deserved to be fired, eh, that's the you know, but. For him to say he knew nothing about, I have a hard time believing. That's the part where it's going to get him fired is when you, when you go to the hilt that you have, you don't know anything about it. Um, Fitzgerald fire was fired uh, early in the week this week. He's owed about $40 million. He is obviously going to be suing the university. The university dropped the ball here with only issuing a two game suspension. Had they issued a, you know, two week suspension, and then maybe a one or two week suspension during the regular season. Maybe this goes away. I don't know, but with a week, and it was week two week suspension at this time of the year. Bad, bad, bad. You know, PR by the university by Northwestern University. And then it came out that the baseball programs had a had a significant uh, investigation going on surrounding their baseball coach who has just been fired on Thursday of this week. Uh, So they've had two hazing scandals at the same time. Um, Baseball coach was fired. Now the football coach was fired. The AD and the president did a lousy job how they communicated that to the team. Apparently the president didn't take any questions from the players. The AD did a Zoom meeting, wasn't even there in person. I know he was out of town on vacation, but – did a Zoom meeting. He and the president did a Zoom meeting, didn't take questions, which was horrific and terrible. Uh, you know, the public outcry was they had to fire all the coaches. You can't fire the whole staff with three, two weeks left until the season starts. First of all, Fitzgerald brought in five or six brand-new assistants this year that had nothing to do with the hazing. And second of all, you can't fire the whole football staff. You got to have a football coaching staff in two weeks. Nobody would have taken that job on two weeks notice as far as putting together a football team and a football staff for this year. So you can't fire the entire staff. Um, the defensive coordinator, who's one of the new coaches was, a, has has been appointed to be the interim coach for this year. The whole staff will be gone in four months come November, but you couldn't fire the whole staff. Now you had to keep a staff in place for this team uh, for knowing that training camp starting in two weeks uh, or so. So, uh, the defensive coordinator is going to be the interim coach. This will be a short-term deal. Obviously, none of these guys will be back. Um, it'll be a – they'll clean house come November. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what kind of candidate pool they'll get. I think they'll get a good pool. Northwestern's a de- – a, a, you're in that conference, the Big Ten conference where you get a huge check every year. Northwestern has been competitive over the years. they can recruit some players. I think that'll be a job. you will see some demand as far as that job and there'll be some long-term security with whoever gets that job as well to clean up that program. So be interesting to see how many of the, of the Northwestern guys transfer. They do have the ability to transfer in the next 30 days if they choose to because the coach got fired. That's a special rule in the NCAAs they can do that. so be interesting to see how many guys transfer here in the next couple of weeks um to other places so that's the northwestern scandal um again you'll see there'll be some litigation they're going to fight over how much they got to pay fitzgerald the university is going to try to not pay him because they're going to try to say they fired him with cause fitzgerald's going to try to get his money uh, because he's going to say well you suspended me for two weeks and then you turn around and fire me two days later that ain't right so uh he'll probably get at least half his money they owe about 40 million bucks they'll probably settle at 20 25 million something like that and you'll probably see fat Pat Fitzgerald he'll get another job it may not be next year but he'll get another job within 18 months at the latest he's a good coach uh he'll 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 get a job in college football again no doubt, in my in my view if not an NFL job so the other scandal is at a, at a Morgantown, in West Virginia. Bob Huggins if you remember was was got a DUI, his second DUI at least his second DUI um probably five, four or five weeks ago. He then resigned a, a couple of days later. Allegedly, now Huggins is trying to say that his wife signed a resignation letter, that he didn't sign it, that he didn't resign, and he wants his job back, and he wants... Bob Huggins, it's time for you to go away, bub. It's time for you to get the hell out of there. You've had a great run as a coach, but you've had too many scandals in the last couple of years at West Virginia. Drinking scandals has been a notorious history of your drinking um, you you made some very uh, off color comments on a radio show, homophobic comments on a radio show uh, two months ago where you got docked a huge amount of money from your salary. You can't you you ain't coming back to West Virginia in no circumstance. If I'm in West Virginia, it doesn't owe you a penny. Two DUIs, terrible off the off the off the court annex as the coach. You're out. It's time to go. Go retire. If somebody else is willing to hire you. God bless America, but you should not get another penny from West Virginia University, and and I don't think you will. Um, You're done. You've had your run. You've had a good career. Go off into the sunset, either in the media or whatever, but you're done at West Virginia. I know you played there, and you got a lot of history there. You're done. You shouldn't even be trying to get your job back. You've embarrassed that university too many times. And if I, and I, here's what I'd say to you, Bob. If one of your players had two DUIs and said what he said on the radio in an interview, would he have any chance of returning to West Virginia? The answer is hell no. If that one of your players did that, you have no business being back at West Virginia, Bob Huggins. Time to go. Again, great coach. You've had a great career. Go, go, go. In West Virginia, don't pay that guy a dime. You have all the cards. You have all the leverage here. Don't pay that guy a dime. So there you have it. Bob Huggins, time to go. Northwestern going through some major drama. Um, Again, we gave you all the updates. Again, appreciate you finding us. Check out, again, Powers on Sports podcast. Tell a friend about us. We're going to have all kind of football stuff coming up. We're going to have a huge August full of previews, whether it's college, the NFL, divisional previews. We're going to have big, some big guests. I got some big guests on the hook here. Hopefully we'll have them in August. Again, Annie Sabo will be joining us next week. Um, she does pre- and post-game for the Cincinnati Reds. We're going to be talking the Reds. We're going to be talking her 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 media career. She's got some very interesting things in her career. Who she's married to is very interesting. The family she grew up with is very interesting. So You're going to really like Annie Sabo. Uh, she actually worked out here in the Tampa Bay area uh, on local TV. For, a, for for a couple of years as well. So there's a Tampa connection as well, but again, you're going to we're going to talk all things Cincinnati Reds next week as well, so you you'll enjoy that chat. I got an NFL coach potentially joining us here in a couple of weeks. Again, we're going to have media people talking college football, conferences, previews, NFL divisional previews. We're going to have some great guests for you moving throughout the uh training camp and the football season. So appreciate you finding us Powers on Sports Podcast. If you haven't already done so, hit that subscribe button. Have a great weekend. Do something nice for somebody. Be nice to people. And we'll see you next time on the Powers on Sports podcast. Thanks again for listening to the Powers on Sports podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on whatever podcast platform you are hearing us tonight. Remember, you can reach out to us on Twitter at sports. So we'd love to hear your feedback, comments, suggestions for future episodes. And again, thanks for all the support. Remember to share the podcast with your friends and colleagues and we'd love to see you back next time for the next episode of the Powers on Sports podcast. Have a great week.